<laughs> Welcome everyone. Thank you everybody for coming tonight. We have an amazing subject. So we have a little bit of a change of schedule this week. Uh, as tomorrow we're speaking in uh, San Diego and Los Angeles. So uh, really at first I uh, didn't have an opportunity to give this year. However, this topic has been on my mind for a few years. And already this is either the second or third year when Pashas Kisetze came that I pushed off the subject. But I couldn't push it off any longer. So we have this year tonight, uh, this week on Tuesday night. And uh, we just want to thank um, the sponsors of the Shiraman Sefer Devarim, are sponsored graciously by Dr. Zakem and Nishmas, Dr. Zakem's mother, Rivka Bas Tovi Halevi, and Lili Nishmas Hashem Eliezer Ben from Yaakov Zakem. They should be in for their families. If anybody wants to sponsor tonight's shir, it is available. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about a subject. Segulais uh, to have children. Now, fertility is a subject that's uh, foremost on many couples' minds. Uh, those who... Um, have the challenge of experiencing difficulty in uh, creating a family, it's a very painful challenge. And, um, you know, in the beginning, so a couple gets married, and they have great hopes, and they have anticipation, and they have a dream, of course, of raising a family. And I think every couple understands it doesn't necessarily happen right away. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes uh, the couple is young, it takes time to develop, and so forth. But after a while, it can become a very painful ordeal. And at that point in time, often uh, couples experience the pain, the uncertainty, not knowing what to do. Should they seek medical intervention? Should they go to their Rav? Should they go to a Rebbe? Should they go to a Makubal? And I am... Uh, I am not here to give medical advice. I'm not a medical practitioner. Um, and I'm not licensed to do that. I'm here to share with you sources in Chazal. What Chazal tell us what uh, a young man, a young woman could do to increase and to enhance their opportunity, their chances of raising a family. Now these uh, statements and these teachings are not only found in Chazal. You have to know if it's not found in Chazal, then it's dubious at best, and it could be much worse than that. Sometimes a person could do things, not only, not only does it not help, but it could be forbidden, it could be prohibited, it could be that these are etzas given from kaya So it's always important to know, are they rooted in chazal, and are they recommended by the G'day Yisrael? All of these ten skulais are skulais, that not only are found in the Gemara and Chazal, but were offered by Rav Chaim Kenievsky on different occasions. And the first interesting thing is, Rav Chaim did not have one uniform prescription. Okay, do this, do this. It's not like every time a couple came. Now we're talking about if a family is waiting to have a child, or a family wants to have additional children, or family, let's say they have all girls, they want to have a boy, they have all boys, they want to have a girl, all of the above. And Reb Chaim never gave one specific answer. Ruvain came in, Ruvain do A, Shimon do B, Levi do C. And they asked Reb Chaim, you know, 
just tell everybody the same thing. It's not, you know, if somebody has a headache, they take Tylenol. You know, if somebody has a strep, they take antibiotics. So somebody has an issue in fertility, so follow X, Y, and Z. And Reb Chaim said, no. It's what, it's what Hashem puts in my mouth at the time. It's together, Rach So even to know what particular segula to take advantage of, so that Reb Chaim recognized in himself that he was being divinely guided. But nevertheless, he did tell some of his Talmidim that these segulais are, you don't need Reb Chaim to tell the person to follow the segula. They work even if Reb Chaim is not the one offering it. This comes from the Sefer, Segulas Chaim. Chaim Zimen. Segulas Chaim, right? And by every Segula, it has a picture of Reb Chaim Knievsky doing something related to that Segula. So, for example, by the first Segula of Davening, there's a picture of Chaim Davening. Now, you might ask about different ones. They had a picture of Chaim doing that. If you need to know exactly, buy the book, Okay. But there are dozens of color pictures of Reb Chaim by Berchus Koyanim, writing Chidushet Torah, smiling, learning, Kever Rochelimenu, Mara Samach Pela, Rajbi, Koysamarobi, this Kever of the Stipler, the Kever of El Yoshev, the Kever of the Isha Shunamis. For somebody who just sat in his Dalai Lama and never went anywhere, it's amazing all the pictures that they got of Reb Chaim Knievsky. So without any further ado, we go to school number one. Yeah. If you have a little girl that you wanted a boy, that's uh, that's something that I guess you could dab him for. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, okay, the question is, I mean, somebody had like old girls and like they didn't have children. You just yeah. Yeah. You let it down for them. It's no worse vice than for, or vice versa. Is that yeah. Yeah. If somebody has old boys and they want to have a girl, they could dab him. The question is when in, 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 during pregnancy, right? Right, there's a question. Pa- simply, once a woman is 40 days into it, you, you shouldn't daven anymore because the gender is already predetermined. There is a melecha shloimai on the Mishnah that learns you could still, but pashtas you don't. Pashtas you don't. Like Yassi pointed out. Okay, so um, the first gula Reb Chaim would say is, guess what? Daven. Pray. Ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Many, many times somebody would come in, a couple would come in, and Rabbi Chaim would say, Davin. And of course, this is based on what it says in Bereshus Rabbah. Why were the Imahois Akarois? Sara was an Akara. Rivka was an Akara. Rachel was an Akara. Says the Medrash, um, Shachadosh Baruch Hu. The Medrash says, Velamanus Akru, Imahois, Rabbi Mois Akarois, Rabbi Levi, Mishem, Rabbi Shila, Dikvar Tamarta, Rabbi Chalbe, Mishem, Rabbi Yochanan. God desires their prayer. God desires their conversation. Like it says, The Jewish people, their backs were against the wall at, at Kriyas Yamsuf. And Hashem, the Mitzrayim were on one side and the Yam was on the other side. And, and they were basically between a rock and a hard place. Why? Desires to hear the cry of wants to hear the tefillah. So now the question brought to Reb Chaim Knievsky was, there are sources that you should not badger Hashem. Like, don't whine. Don't, like, don't, please, please. Okay, now could I? Okay, is now a good time? It's already a minute later. 
there, there are so now. I was under the impression that you just, you just keep on asking. You always keep on asking. You beg, you beg, you whine, you contort, you twist, you turn, you pressure from this angle. No, no, but, but this way, but that way. I always thought, Rashi says by the Leda of Naphtali that Leah said, Harbei I twisted, I turned, I contorted, I didn't give up, I pressured, that you never let up. But nevertheless, there are sources, and the Sefer Shevet Moser, he brings that a man or woman should not fast and pray for children too much. Because many people have overpressured God, and God said, yeah, you want a kid? Okay, I'll give you a kid. And the kid did not turn out good. And the kid's appearance was very unusual and um, disturbing. And it caused the parents trouble. And the Sheva Musr says he heard from a sage that sometimes Hashem withholds children, even from great tzaddikim. We know there are many great tzaddikim that never had children because we know that children are not dependent on a person's good deeds. Children are dependent on mazel. So some people have mazel A and some people have mazel B. It's not dependent on a person's actions. And when God sees that a person's mazel is such that children would not be good, sometimes he withholds. But if the person davens, Hashem, you're going to twist Hashem's hand. Therefore, daven, but don't daven too much. Not a good idea. Now, to me, that's a surprising idea. But in the Sefer Archas Rabbeinu, the stipler said that if you go to a tzaddik, don't pressure him. Tzaddik, I need parnasa. Okay, you'll make 95 pounds. No, I mean parnasa. It's five pounds. You know. That's not going to cut it, you know? So, okay, I said, okay, I'll give you 185. No, Tzaddik. Uh, uh, you know, no, it's not good enough. And you, you have a bat. Tzaddik, I need more. The sniper says, don't pressure the Tzaddik too much. What do you want him to do? Guarantee extra parnasa? Nothing good comes from guarantees. Uh, don't pressure him too much. Furthermore, Rukhaim Kanievsky would say over, in the name of the Chafetz Chaim, that if somebody does not have children, don't ask too much. Somebody once begged the Chafetz Chaim, and he got down on his hands and knees, and then the, kid, the guy had a kid, and uh, it was bad news. So therefore, the author of Sigulas Chaim, Rabbi Yitzchak, Ohev Tzion, who clearly is, he's in there, He's, he's, you know, mamish in the inner circle. He asked, when, they, he asked Chaim, is there a point in time that a person should say, okay, I davened, I davened, I davened, well, now I have to drive myself crazy? And Chaim, of course, answered, no. Kaveh Hashem. Chazak v'yam tibecha. V'kaveh Hashem. That seems like you keep at it. But then he said he had a conversation with Chaim, and he asked Chaim, at what point in time should a person stop davening? And Rav Chaim said, a person knows when they should stop davening. And as long, if a person doesn't have the feeling they should stop, they shouldn't stop. So I guess you need to be Rav Chaim to know that there's a point in time that you could have an intuition that, okay, that's the Gzera. But that's school in number one. When we say badgering, then like not every Zilla, like what does that mean? Like, I don't know, going to the Kaisal Maravi for three months straight and saying the whole Tehillim, everything, I don't know. I guess 
everyone has a different relationship with the Rebbe Nisham. So I guess the person themselves maybe so has a certain the sense. The imamis, how much they did? No, because I, I, you see, I always thought, and, and from Rashi, you see, by Naftali, Leah just kept at it and badgered and twisted and contorted. Okay. That's number one. So you say, why are we talking about this Parshas Kiseitze? Because Parshas Kiseitze, we have the quintessential segula for children. Shiluach Hakeim. Okay? You, you chance upon a nest. In the tree, on the ground, chicks, eggs, and the mother's crouching on the chicks or on the eggs. Don't take the mother while the kids are there. Shalech Teshav Sa'im. Yes, habonim tikach lach. Send away the mom, take the kids. Says the Medrash, there's some mitzvahs that the schar is written. What's the schar for Shulach HaKain? V'yes, habonim tikach lach. Ani noisin l'chabonim, I will give you children. So this is not like some kind of uh, super mystical, supernatural, the Medrash says that's what the Pasuk means. Do the mitzvah, you get kids. Rav David Luria says, it doesn't say, V'es tikach, you'll take the kid of the mother. It says, V'es habonim, the children, your children. You will get children. That's the drasha. Because otherwise, you should have said, you'll send away the mom and you'll take her kids. No, not her kids. You will get children. The Yaakov Shemani also says, there's certain mitzvahs that... You will be benefit with children, and that is the mitzvah of Shiluach Hakain. Likewise, the Sefer Achinoch says that when um, a person is zoichet to banim in the schar of this mitzvah by showing emuna in Hakadosh Baruch Hu who gave us this mitzvah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean they, they say it's not an asay? It's like a lav. It's a, an as. Uh-huh. Okay, well, but it's it's an idea mentioned in the Chumash. It's a Torah idea, and with it comes the blessing of... Most Rishonim say it is a Mitzvah Dairaisa. There's no There is, but we don't make it for practical reasons. Now, Shaila, let's say a person already has children, and they want to have more children. Does Shilach HaKain help? Yes. What... Now, if you do Shalach HaKain, will you have boys or girls? Or it's, it's a wild card. Wild card, Rukhan says. You know, there's no guarantee on the gender of the child. Let's say you, you're a grandfather and you want your kid to have children. Can the Zayda do Shalach HaKain? By the way, that's probably the most up there. I would say the number one question people ask is, could you put pistachio on the salmon on Rosh Hashanah? And then number two, the second most question is whether a grandfather could do Shiloh HaKain for a kid, and Rav Chaim says it doesn't say any. It's not mentioned, meaning? I, 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 we did Shiloh HaKain in my yard. We had one. Okay. Did it work? Do we have statistics? No, no comment. No, we can't. Not on the air. But, but basically, Rav Chaim says there's no, no stats. We have no information on whether, on whether it helps. In fact, in Koilo Chazoinish 40 years ago, now, this was written like 25 years ago. So this is like 65 years ago. In Kalach there was a dove that made a nest in the electric wires. And there was a shayla. It might be Mama and Hector, so maybe there's no mitzvah shilach hakeim. So they, four Avrechim went ahead, and the one guy was koinit. He picked it up. 
but he didn't, he didn't take the eggs. He put the eggs back down, and then the mother came back. Four Avrechened, and three of them were Zoycha to have kids, including Reb Chaim Knievsky. Reb Chaim, 65 years ago, had his kid through Shalach. Again, in fact, in the Sefer School of Chaim, Reb Chaim said, and it says it in this book, so don't think, uh, it's in this Sefer. The Reb Chaim said, I had Shloimele by sending away the dove from the electric wire in Kaila Chazayner. So you want to know where Reb Shloimele Knievsky came from? Shiloh HaKain. Number three. Hachnas HaSorchem. Inviting guests. That's obvious. Mamesh HaPasuk Yitzchukim and Chumash. The Medrash Tanchuma says that there's a mitzvah that Matan Zchara B'Tzida children. Sarah had guests. She had a child. The Isha HaShunamis had Elisha. She had a child. Also brought in Yalkut Shemoni. That the Zchar for Hachnas HaSorchem, two places in Tanakh we find, in fact, the Kar HaKemach explains why. Kar HaKemach explains why. Avraham Avinu was like a dry tree. He didn't have children. But after he planted the beautiful planting that's like a tree of HaKemach Orchim, he became a flourishing tree. And he had children. That's why God appeared to him. Eloi Mamre, the tree of Mamre. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says. And likewise, we find by the, the Isha Shunamis, she housed Elisha. In fact, the Leo Gutmacher brings Alpi Shnayim Edim, Hachnasas Orchim, is the greatest Segula for children. Who are the two Edim? Sarah and the Isha Hashunamis. Now, like we said last week, Hachnasas Orchim doesn't mean, oh, I have a guy who lives three houses down, you invite him to my house. What is that, Hachnasas Orchim? The guy has $400 worth of food, $300 worth of alcohol in his house. And now what? Because he's eating it in your house? It's nothing to do with Hachnas Hazarchem. That's just eating with the guy three doors down. Hachnas Hazarchem is someone who doesn't have a place to go. Anyway, and there are a few very beautiful Ramazim to this Indian. First of all, the Maggid of Mezrich brings the Pasuk. How you zoicha to a kid? Through your guest. Or, hey... Lecha Zara, Zara. So many years ago, Rav Ezra Cohen said, Oremes, Ha Anya stands for Elio Anavi. Here, Hey stands for Hachnasas Orchim Lecha Zara. We'll bring uh, children. Okay. Next, next Segula. The Gemara says in Baba Vassar. Now, this Segula works. Somebody wants to have children. Somebody has children, but they want their children to be tamide chachamim, wealthy, smart. Says Gemara Bavavasu, number 20, Rabbi Shua ben Levi Amar, called Haragil Lasis Tzedakah. Anyone who frequently does tzedakah, the Bach puts in Vachesed, he will be Zoycha to have children who are wise, wealthy, and learned. Wisdom, like it says, Yimtza Chayim. Wealthy, the Tzedakah. Learned So those who are rogel in the mitzvah of tzedakah and gemilas chasadim will be zoicha to have not just children but children who are balei chachma, balei oishar, balei agada. Says the Chavetz Chaim in the Avas Chesed and Reb Chaim Knievsky. And in this book, there's a picture of Reb Chaim Knievsky being ma'ayin into the sefer. Avas Chesed. Here it is. 
Okay, right over here. Chaim Kiyoski is being ma'ayin into the Sefer. Avas Chesed, Avas Chesed writes, someone who's rogel in this mitzvah betmidos will be zoichet to children who are wise, wealthy, and learned. Says the Chafetz Chaim, it's such a wonder. People go to all kinds of mystics. That's a nice thing we call them. To get blessings for children. And they have to shell out upwards of thousands of bucks. And what's the recommendation? Stand on your head, spit wooden nickels, do a tumble sauce under the mattress. And why don't they just follow what it says in the Gemara? The Gemara says someone who's a rogel to do stuck of a chesed, have a gemach, take a thousand dollars and put it aside. If anybody needs to borrow money, you lend them money. Or you get an item, buy an item. I don't know what, a brisk pillow, buy something, something that people need on occasion, and you're the go-to person, you have a gemach in your house, you'll be zoicha, this is the promise of the gemara, not some far-off, far-fetched, you know, invented, concocted etzah, this is the promise of the gemara. And so so a masmid, a koyal guy, once came to Bechem again, he said, so now I'm going to open up like a gemach in my house and be busy lending brisk pillows all day. I, I said, Bittol Torah. So should I give up my learning? So really, I should have put this segula on the list. Maybe we'll have a separate shear on it. The, either the, the best segula or the anti-segula shear. Reb Chaim said, learning Torah is always better than any segula. In other words, let's say you have 10 minutes. Should I do the segula or should I learn? You should always learn. Learning includes, incorporates all segulas. But, um, but the Avrich said, but the Gemara says, Haragel B'Tzedakah. So Reb Chaim said an amazing thing. You know, Reb Chaim has a book on things that help you remember learning and things that make you forget. So the Gemara says that if you eat olives frequently, it causes forgetting. So now the question is, what's the definition of frequent? Because this Gemara says, if you frequently do chesed, you'll have children. So Reb Chaim brought proofs, frequently means more than once every 30 days. So Reb Chaim said, if you have a gemach and you do a chesed more than once, more than once every thirty days, you're already connecting to this bracha. You're already activating this bracha. It doesn't have to be more than that. It's not like you have to do it every day or on the hour. If somebody's involved in limud atayra, that is also um, a segula for children. Okay, so that is segula number four, the mitzvah of gemilas chasadim. Number five. And this, I remember I was in Muncie once. I was speaking at a parlor meeting and somebody came over to me and they told me that he heard Reb Chaim Knievsky tell his daughter to do the segula and it worked right away. Reb Chaim would very often tell people to make havdalah on yayin. Because the Gemara says in Shavuos, Yirches on Beis, Amr Abchia Bar Abba, Amr Abi Yochanan, Kal Hamavdil Al Hayayin B'Matzai Shabbos, Hav Yinloi Banim Zacharim. You'll have male progeny, because the pasuk says LaHavdil Bein Hakoydesh U'Bein Hachol, and Isha Kisazria. And not only will they be children, they'll be Roy LaHoyrois, because it says LaHavdil LaHoyrois. And this was Rav Chaim's mamish go-to segula. Make Havdalah on wine. Was that grape juice? Chaim said no. Not grape juice. Why? 
Now, you're allowed to make Havdalah on grape juice, just as you're not going to get the Segula. Why? Because it doesn't say Hamavdil al Hakois, Rubchaim says Hamavdil al Yayin. Now, Ramosha would say Yayin, a grape juice is Yayin. Ramosha is a grape juice is Yayin. So if you went to Ramosha, Ramosha might say make Havdalah on grape juice. If you go to Rabchaim, Rabchaim says you got to do it on wine. Next. This one is a tough one. No, actually, it's not, you know. Okay, you ready? School of number six. How are the beds positioned? The Gemara says that a husband and wife, their beds need to be positioned north to south. So the cu- couple once asked Rebchaim, yeah, but the room does, is too small, it doesn't allow, could we put it on an angle? Rebchaim said, no, you could put it north to south. <laughs> Isn't the doors an issue? Isn't there another thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, it might be a different no. issue. No, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, how there's a Kabbalistic thing that you you don't do with the head opposite the door. Right. To, but to get this, you gotta you now you have to reconcile all the <laughs> other factors. Saying over whatever that age is fine, I guess. Says the Gemara Brachos, Amar Rab Chama Mitase Bein Safin Ladarim. Anyone puts. His bed between north and south will have male progeny. By the way, there are people today that for a living, they spe- they're not doctors. They specialize in suggestions of improving the chance of producing gender A or gender B. There are people, that's what they do for a living. And they get paid money. The Gemara gives many suggestions. Rav David Cohen once has a whole shot he once told me about about um, a certain Gemara Masech Danida, how to take advantage of certain acidic or base levels. Be it as it may, the Gemara says, that someone who puts their bed from north to south will have male progeny. Not only that, a woman will not miscarry. Miscarriages are quite, quite uh, common. And the Gemara says, Sometimes the doctors don't know. They just say, you know, we, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. The Gemara says, put the bed north to south. Why? That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. No matter which way you're facing, the head or the foot. Yes. Says the Mishnah the head has to be to the north. <laughs> so it's very easy. You get, you know, they, you get a compass. <laughs> you, you say you have Mizrach, that's where they daven, right? And then, then you'll be shown the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, is not a segula for this, right? <laughs> but that's the Gemara. Again, I'm not, you have a big list over here. You know, everyone has different. Uh, the question is, even though the Gemara says that, the Zayar says east to west. In fact, I didn't know this. Did you know that Reb Cha, the Chazoynish and Reb Chaim Kanievsky had a Zayda who was a big Mekubal and Baal Segulais, the Sefer HaPardes? I didn't know about this. In the Sefer HaPardes, he brings Dafka, not like the Mishnah Baruch. In fact, because the Zayar says east to west, and the Ramami Pano says to do like the Zayar, and the Malban Paskins like the Zayar. 
comes the Gura. The Gura says, no, the Zayar means like the Gemara north to south. Says the Mishnah Bura, if the Gura says that the Zayar can be reconciled, the Gemara, you have to follow the Gemara. Says Reb Chaim, your Zayda said east to west. He said, that's not what my Zayda said. He followed the Halacha. Mishnah Bura says north to south, head in the north. I, the room, the room, you know, what do you want from me? <laughs> those are the choices, the bed or the kid. You know, the, those are the two options. That's the Segula. There's a different way to inter, uh, interpret. There's an idea that the Zayar never really contradicts the Gemara. That if you, you could, the Gura always maintained that the Zayar could be reconciled with the Gemara. So even though at superficially at first glance it looks like it's contradictory, but there's a way to reconcile it. Number seven. Number seven is Harag Elbener. Harag Elbener. If you're rugil to light ner Shabbos and ner Hanukkah. The Gemara says, I'm Rafuna Harugel Bener, having lay bonim, Tamil Chacham, not just kids, you have kids who are Torah scholars. Rafuna have a rugil to have a cholafetani epistle to Rabbi Aben Nagra. Rafuna used to pass by the house of Rabbi Aben Nagra. He saw there were a lot of lights there, ner Shabbos, ner Hanukkah. He said, for sure. Great people are going to come out of there. Who came out? Ravidi Baravin, Ravchia Baravin. Ravchista would pass by the house of the prince, the son of Rav Shizvi. He saw he had a lot of uh, light. He said, A great rabbi is going to come from there. Rav Shizvi came out. Bottom, what light is this talking about? Says Rashi, Ner Shabbos, and Ner Hanukkah. Yeah, Reb Chaim, I think, uh, was a, uh, I think maybe Reb Chaim supported that idea, but then some say that our candles are just as clear and just as effective. Um, so really, um, the, ner- the mitzvah of Ner Shabbos is on the woman. However, the Gemara says, Shlosha, um, and then Why the extra words asked Rabbi Because even though the woman has to light it, the man is supposed to set it up and start it going. Rup Chaim says you don't have to do that anymore because it doesn't do anything. It used to do something. Now it takes, it's, well, what does it do? So Rup Chaim says you don't have to do it anymore. But the bottom line is the man also has a role in, in um, encouraging the woman and especially that if the candle is, is lit the correct way and with the right kavanois, we make the mitzvah, if it's a skula for um, banim, banim tamichacham. In fact, Rav Yitzchak ben Haraivid known as Rav Yitzchak Sagi Nahar, who Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says was the father of Kabbalah. He wrote a sefer called Kuntris Soid Hadlokas Neroi Shanukah. Now, he was someone who was blind. He had Gilu Yeliyahu. And this sefer is not, is not in print. It's printed in the back of the uh, sefer Hazikara in for Rav Hutner. He asks, okay, very nice, it's a segula to have children. 
everyone in the world lights Ner Shabbos and Ner Chanukah. Not everyone has Banim Tamid Chachamim. So he says, of course, but he says, um, he says, Afalpi Deruba Deruba Yoitzin Aval Miyuta De Miyuta Zehir and Lahadla Kifi Kol Prate Hamitzvays Vadek Dukim. Not everybody is careful to fulfill all the details and all the dikdukim that um, you should be Zahir in. But if you're Zahir in all the particulars of Halakas Ner Shavuz, Halakas Ner Chanukah, you'll be Zoycha to Banim Zacharim. Segula number eight. To write and to publish Chidush Eitayra. The Gemara in Chulin says on the Pasuk, Mipri Pi'ish Tizba Bitnai. Through the fruits of one's mouth, his belly will be satiated. Which Reb Chaim Knievsky interprets that if you publish, if you write and publish Chidushe Torah, it's a segula for children. So the question is, that's very nice. You know, some people could do it. Some people can't do it. Not everybody could write and publish Chidushe Torah. So the shaila is, can you pay for someone else's? Reb Chaim said, no, it doesn't say that. You, you got to do it yourself. If you you know if you're not into Chiddush Torah, get a compass or something, you know. But in the Sefer Minchas Toida, from Rabbi Gedaliah Honigsberg, who's also like one of the main in-house Reb Chaim people, he heard Reb Chaim say that somebody can't write or publish their own; they should pay somebody, and that's also segula for Zara Chaya Chaya In fact, in the Sefer Leiv Shoimea. He quotes Reb Chaim Falaji that there was someone, a Maisa Noira, someone who did not have children for many years, and they published the Sefer, Meirav Echad, and they were Zoycha Tabanim. This is the meaning of the Pasuk, Zeh Sefer Toldois Adam. Why? Because it has nothing to do with, with uh, paying for the book, it's supporting the Taman Chacham. And by supporting the Talmud Chacham, you become the Talmud Chacham's, like his father, and you're Merachim on the Talmud Chacham, like he would be your son, so God gives you your own child. And he quotes this from Reb Chaim Falaji. He even brings down over here, in the, uh, the new edition of the Toysus Rid, Reb Chaim Knievsky once uh, advised somebody to be involved in the publishing of the Sarm of the Ramban, and there was a particular fa- uh, family, that did not have children for 18 years, and in less than a year, after being involved in the publishing of the Sefer, they had a child, and someone else found out about it, and also they had not had children for many years, and they were also zoicha to have children through the publishing of Sfarim. I would say, um, maybe the mechanism is as follows. We know, Reb Chaim would also say, a skula is to pay for the raising, if let's say there's an, an orphan child, if you pay for their development, you pay their tuition, so you pay for someone else's child who doesn't have a father, God will give you your own child. A sefer is like a child. The Balaturim writes, Don't be sterile. In Torah, meaning the product, when somebody produces Torah, it's like the mitzvah puravu. There are many sources. One fulfills puravu by ksivasvarim. So if you are responsible to, to enable pruravu, the ruchnius, so then God gives you a child as well. Next one. Now this one might be the easiest or it might be the hardest. 
might be the easiest for the man, it might be the hardest for the woman. Okay? And that is eating garlic. Okay? Eating garlic is a major segula. Friday night. Not only segula, Ezra made a takana that a man should eat garlic Friday night. Takana Ezra. Ezra enacted a takana that you should eat garlic Friday night. The Gemara says, Baba Kamadav Tebez, why? Because Friday night is mitzvah oina. So therefore, Rashi explains shum garlic, shum sorry, shum garlic um, produces more zera. It raises the uh, count of zera, and therefore it helps the man be more fertile. And therefore, as it was saying, to eat a Friday night. In fact, the Gemara says there are five things that garlic does for a person. It clears the face. It's marbe zera. It kills intestinal bacteria, and it puts you in a good mood and it removes jealousy. So now the question is, how much garlic do you got to eat? So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they came to the stipler, and the stipler would say. By the way, this type of thing, you know, many people come to me for a bracha for children. And this type of thing is so ridiculous. The, the Gemara says, Ain suffik If you could do something that definitely works and something that probably doesn't work, you should do that which definitely works. Stiper said, for people to come to me for a blessing, what's my blessing going to do? It's not going to do anything. Maybe it won't hurt, but unlikely it will do anything. And yet the Gemara says there are certain things that you could do that really elevate your chance to be successful in having children. One of them is eating garlic. Now, says the stipler, eating means halachic eating. A kezayis or maybe even a kabeya. It's a nice chunk of garlic. Now, if you look in the Mishabura, the Mishabura says that eating raw garlic is dangerous. On the other hand, if you roast it too much, it has no potency. So now we're going to have the stipler's recipe of how to prepare your garlic to have a segula to have children. <laughs> Says the stipler going, you take a garlic by its teeth, you know, by its uh, slices, and you put a little oil on the pan, and you get the fire going, and you put the garlic in. And when the garlic starts getting hot, take it out right away and eat it then. Then it works. Now, it might not work right away. It might take some time. But this is the best segula. Eat garlic. So there's a note from Rav Chaim Kenievsky that sounds like oh, oh, every Jew has to eat like a chaticha, chefza of garlic Friday night. No. Ezra's takana was just to eat a little tiny, a little bit of garlic. If you eat a tiny little crumb, you're yaitse. But you want to have the segula to have the segula, you gotta, you gotta eat the, whole, you gotta eat a, a chunk. If you don't want to eat the chunk, get a compass or do something else over here. Now I know why I love so much garlic. <laughs> there you go. I got it. it. Keeps away the mosquitoes also. Definitely keeps away everything. <laughs> yeah. Final segula. 
So there's a man in Parshas Noyach. His name was Yaktan. For Yaktan Yalad is Amoidad, Vias Sholef, Vias Chatzar Moves, Vias Yorach, Vias Hadoiram, Vias Uzo, Vias Tikla, Vias Oiva, Vias Imaves, Shavavas, Oivas, Chavil, Vias Yoivav. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Says Rashi, why was he Zoicha? Because he was humble. And he made himself small. So he was Zoicha to establish all these Mishpachais. And uh, Reb Chaim Falaji brings that from here we see that through the Midah of Anava, one is Zoicha to have many progeny. Now, why does this work? Why is Anava Skula for children? I guess we're dashing his name, Yaktan, like Katan. Ah. So it's like alluded to in his name. Ah, okay. So they asked Rebchaim, what's the mechanism over here? He said, because if you have a lot of, you have a big family, you could be arrogant. So maybe Hashem's not going to want to give. So if you're a humble, then uh, you don't have to worry about that. Um, perhaps we could explain as follows. We know to have a child, you need a partnership. Takes three to tango. Gimel shutfim ba'adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Aviv ve'imai. But someone who's arrogant, we know Hashem says, Ein ani v'hu yachal ba'ilam echad. There's not enough room for the two of us. But someone who's humble, we know the Shechina resides on the person. So he's someone Hashem wants to make the partnership with. So Anova is a segula for Zara, Chaya, Vikayama. These are ten segulais found in Chazal that uh, Chazal tell us increase a person's chances of um, raising a family, of having children, of having banim zucharim, of having banim tamide chachamim. And, uh, of course, nothing is foolproof. Nothing is guaranteed. There are no guarantees in life. But uh, these, are, these items and these activities and these schoolites give us the best chance. But, of course, uh, banim is something which is dependent on mazel. And banei chayim azoyne lav mosa ela and then, of course, Chazal also tells us an interesting thing that we know Binyamin, the son of Yaakov Avinu, had ten children. But ultimately, Shev Binyamin was a very small Shevet. And Dun, Dun had one kid. And the kid was handicapped. And Dun was one of the largest of all the Shvatim. So we don't always know the Cheshbonis of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Loi mach shavoy seinu, mach shavoy soy, Hashem's Thoughts, Hashem's plans are beyond our scrutiny. We don't understand the cheshbonus of the Shemayim. But uh, as the Chavetz Chaim says, instead of going after far out concocted uh, activities, it's always better to stay safe, stay close to home, and follow the advice of Chazal. And we uh, hope HaKadosh Baruch Hu blesses all of Klal Yisrael with Zara Chayev Kayama. Zara Dila Yivsoik Vidila Yivtomi Tiskame Oiraisa. Have a wonderful rest of the week. We'll see you Shem next Wednesday. Kaltov. Okay.